0: Avoid legal snags by telling people that they are being recorded. Dear mm-hmm. Andrew, you are being recorded. Mm-hmm. Hello Hi. and welcome back to Tells. Hi Andrew. Hi, I was talking Andrew.
1: I was talking over when you Hi,
0: did, you're so. always talking. Always talking.
1: It's it's hard when you can't see each other and you're not sitting next to each other because you don't get any verbal cues.
0: So you have to listen carefully.
1: Okay, I'll try. Listening may or may not be my specialty.
0: Somebody pointed out, Fritz pointed out that we are on episode, well, we have 52 episodes of the TALS podcast. No way. Quite something. Does that
1: mean we started this a year ago?
0: Yes, sir. We've been talking for one year.
1: That's crazy. It feels like we just started.
0: I think the most talking we've done in the whole relationship, what do you say?
1: By far, by far.
0: <laughs> One year of Tel's podcast, except somebody was very unhappy last week that we did not have a podcast <laughs> and said, how could we fail to produce a 30-minute podcast? That was just unacceptable.
1: 30 minute podcast as if it's just 30 minutes and that's it.
0: Yeah, well the trouble with the, you being away or traveling is always internet or if it's not internet it's the recording software, if it's not the recording software, it's always something. There's a
1: lot. There's a lot to there's a lot to deal with, a lot to work with here. We got two microphones, two laptops, two recording softwares. All sorts of things that could go wrong uh, in between all those setups. So cut us some slack, buddy.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Did you feel good to take a break or no?
1: I don't know. I mean, of course, it's like always nice to do less work, but I don't really do the majority of the work for this this particular show. And uh, it's nice to just have the finished product each time. Um, you know, there's nothing sweeter than clicking upload
0: Yeah, so you just uploaded a brand new vlog, and that's why I was kept waiting till close to my bedtime to record Tal's podcast.
1: Yes, thank you for your patience as well, my love. New vlog has just been uploaded, and it's been a little while. It's been a week since I've uploaded, which is longer than I would like, but that's the way it goes when you are on the road and lots of poker and travel, not a lot of time for editing.
0: So Andrew was in Portland last week playing on the Poker Guys show, right? True story. Okay, so what happened on that? Like, what is the, these two guys just decided to stream poker games and invite people to come play?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they do a really good job of uh, their analysis and making it really digestible, which I think is a secondary talent that people don't really consider because there's for sure like so much information out there available about poker, but making it, Easily understandable and using words that the general public can just, you know, understand as they're watching the action unfold and think about it on a deeper level, but not get too confused. Um, these guys do a really good job of that. So they run a show out of a racetrack slash casino called Portland Meadows. And yeah, 510 No Limit Hold'em. I think they record maybe once a month or so and they crank out eight episodes on their YouTube channel based off of this one game.
0: Really? Huh. Yeah. Well, maybe you should consider doing something like that. Just have like a week of play and then just crank out an episode every week from that week of play, perhaps.
1: Maybe, but the thing is that like, it's all just poker, right? So obviously their show is, they're not bloggers. They're just filming the game on the one table and they're playing the entirety of the game and they're analyzing every single hand.
0: So you're saying um, that you just can't go and create eight different stories? Is that what you're saying?
1: <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Are you challenging my uh, creation uh, skills, baby?
0: <laughs> no, I'm just teasing because, I mean, I can I, I see what you're saying, that it's just stationary, whereas you create the story and scenes. and But you could theoretically eat eight meals out a week or go and see eight interesting things a week. And then you'll have two vlogs a week for a month.
1: I guess I'd like to have my stuff be a little bit more timely. And like I'd like to crank the video out as fast as possible after the events have happened in real life, in real time. So I don't know if anybody cares necessarily, but it's just the way I kind of like to do it. And it's kind of like interesting timing that you bring that up because somebody in the comments recently uh, on my last video when I, we were at the wedding, they said something about, like, they did phrase it, like, pretty nicely. It wasn't, like, trollish. But they said something about how they don't need to see me getting dressed for a wedding or at a wedding. They're just here for the poker. And more poker, please. And Yeah, uh,
0: but those people are just boring. I'm sorry. Like, there's more to life than just one-sided, like, poker. I'm sorry. (laughs) No. I wouldn't watch your vlogs if it was all poker because... I'm not a poker player, but I guess I'm not really your target audience either. Am I?
1: I love it when you uh, get angry and defensive over people (laughs) saying things about me and my content. It was like, I got a strong woman in my corner back. Oh,
0: please. But yeah, I mean, it's very sweet to say, you know, like what you want, but
1: yeah, he did say like much love and I really love your stuff, blah, 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 whatever. So like I said, it wasn't trollish, but, uh, yeah, like I've, I've, I have basically told him in response that I've just never, a couple of things, like A, I've never been interested in making like strategy videos. That was never the plan or thought. The other thing is that like I kind of make, there's some percentage of these videos that are made like for me and like for me and you, those sorts of scenes where we're at the wedding and stuff like that is going to be way more interesting and fun to look back on in like 20 years from now uh, as opposed to like... Yet another ace-king hand from the blinds or whatever.
0: Yeah, but I also think people take it for granted that you put those things in, and that's why they love the content. They just think they love the poker content, but they I swear they wouldn't because they wouldn't have been so happy to get vlogs if all the other poker content was as satisfying. You don't really see as much as you think you see, right? So... I know how your video makes me feel, but I miss a lot of the parts of the video that culminate to make the video make me feel that way or, you know, make the video enjoyable. And I think that's part of the thing you, you miss when you say, give me more poker. Because I promise you, if you made all poker videos, people would just be like, okay, I really liked it when you went to the bar. <laughs> Sometimes we could bet on it because, and there would be more people saying that because they would realize how much they actually missed that stuff, but they didn't realize they're missing it because they never asked for it. And it was just there.
1: Yeah. The thing is that like, there's been so many people that say that they love the, the hidden gems or whatever around Las Vegas, you know, that extra stuff. So it's so hard to ever be able to please try and please everybody. There's always going to be some people that are going to be voicing some sort of disappointment one way or another. So I think the only thing you can do is default to the thing that you really enjoy doing the most.
0: Yeah. Which is what we spoke about in our last vlog about the $25,000 giveaway, which brings me back to watching those videos. I haven't seen a lot, but the ones that I have seen are hilarious. And I love them. It's so exciting. I'm hoping that um, people continue making these vlogs because I've subscribed to a couple of channels. How do you feel about the whole giveaway now that you're seeing the incoming product?
1: Yeah, it's been awesome because right now there's uh, the focus, I guess, for myself and for the people that are partaking is in just this content. You know, the people are uh, starting to churn out and it's not easy. Like people are finding out how hard it is to put all this stuff together, and you know they're worried about the deadlines here and there. But for the most part, it's been really cool to see people diving in and embrace the uh, the awkwardness that goes along with creating this stuff. Yeah. So I guess I'm feeling pretty good about it at the moment.
0: Has that given you any change on vlogging, or?
1: What do you mean? The giveaway itself?
0: Yeah, like the watching other people make videos.
1: Uh, yeah, it's actually like pretty inspiring because like some of them have been honestly like surprisingly really good. Yeah. So like I imagine the, the vast majority, um, was just going to be like people talking into their cell phone and just giving a monologue. That can still be pretty good. And, uh, there's some of that, but there's some people that are just out there like in their cities and like capturing so much stuff, just doing it, you know, in their own way. And the quality has been like surprisingly high. So anytime someone else is like, Creating something really cool and interesting, I think that's always motivating for me personally.
0: Yeah, nobody thought a poker player could come up with a vlog, and that's why yours was so well received. No, it was like, oh. <laughs> so I guess it's like the same feeling that you might have, uh, you might have had. So this week you're in Andrews in Austin. I'm sure people know this, but just in case.
1: Uh, yes, I am in Austin at the moment, and we had a meet up game last night. And it was fairly epic.
0: How many people were there?
1: We had six tables of 5-5 five, five, No Limit going. And apparently, they, on average, get one table. Wow. Yeah. So it was pretty crazy. And there was lots of people that were just kind of hanging out. There was a bunch of people in the lobby. Yeah. So just like a pretty amazing turnout. Tons of action in the games. And everyone... Was awesome. Everyone was like really nice and friendly.
0: So there, nobody refused to take a photo of other people. Remember the guy at the World Series who refused to take a Who refused when somebody asked you to take a photo? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, you're gonna tilt me again with that story.
0: <laughs> I don't think we ever spoke about it on the podcast. But when you said everyone was so friendly, I just remembered. I guess you were walking out of one of the tournaments. You want to tell the story or should I tell the story? Sure.
1: Yeah. So we were over by, I was, over, I think I was just registering for a tournament by the, the, the registration area and some people, a couple people recognized me and just, they just wanted to chat for a second and then wanted to grab a photo of all of us together. There was like three of them and me. And, uh, you know, there was another, you do the thing where there was another passerby and you asked the person if they wouldn't mind taking a, a photo of us. And the guy said no. <laughs> like what whoever says no when they're asked that question
0: but maybe he's really got bad photography skills and he's too embarrassed to
1: this guy was like so douchey i can't even like start i mean he had like (laughs) these like designer probably quote unquote jeans but they were just like terrible and he was all like just really kind of standoffish and like, I'm too cool for this. Like, t- too cool to take a photo of you guys for, for your uh, group here.
0: <laughs> he was like, and, look at these nerds taking a photo. I'm not participating in this. And Andrew was legit tilted for like the entire afternoon. It was
1: well, so I funny. Said, I said to him, I was like, okay, well, thanks anyway, buddy. And uh, he goes something like, there's no reason to be an ass. I just said, he he asked me and I said no. I was like, "What is your problem?"
0: <laughs> you ask, and people can say no, right? Like no, he has, no. a, he has a right to say no. It's just that it's unexpected that people would say no. What if he was in a rush? Maybe his wife was giving birth, or his girlfriend wanted to go to.
1: He was literally, flight. he was literally just standing there.
0: We do have to give people the ability or the. The grace to say no and not feel offended, but it was funny that you
1: don't you don't understand when you ask somebody to take a photo of you, it's like what we do as a society, we take the photo.
0: Yeah, but what if I am really bad with photos, or what if like my <laughs> vision is bad, or what if I just don't feel like it? And that's really valid. It's just you
1: would say so. You would say something like that.
0: Okay, but what if I just don't feel like it?
1: Then you're weird.
0: (laughs) I mean, I don't think I would ever say no to something like that. But
1: never happened before. He's the first person in history to ever do it.
0: Yeah. But that's the thing. It's just because he's the first person to do it to you doesn't make him wrong. No, it's just that's how he felt that day, which is fine because.
1: (laughs) The whole point is that he's wrong. Very, very
0: wrong. (laughs) That was so funny. Uh, but another thing was that I saw on Instagram this afternoon um, some shots of the Texas card room. Is that what it's called?
1: Texas Card House.
0: Texas Card House. It is so nice. And I heard there was like a lounge area. I was uh, chatting to one of the ladies who so kindly drove her husband to the game. Um, they came in from San Antonio. Yeah, so she had some snaps of how pretty the card room was i was like if all the card rooms look like that maybe more ladies would hang out there
1: yeah it's pretty sharp these guys they opened the first one this one that we were at wasn't the first one in texas but the other one that they own was the first one and it's uh you know nicely lit nicely like modern and uh all the dealers are really good And they have like some private rooms like some private uh poker tables if you want to do that you can rent it for like a hundred bucks
0: Nice.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe ladies, is that what we need? We need a nicer appointed room for the ladies to come out?
0: Yeah, maybe. But did you get to talk to anybody about uh, poker in Texas? Like what's the deal with those card rooms? Is it legal to have a card room and no casino or what's the deal?
1: We didn't really get into it. It gets you in depth. But uh, I think the sort of like general – feeling and gist of it is that it's it sort of fits the the setup fits the legislation as it's written at the moment Mm. um but i have to assume that they're probably going to be uh feeling some pressure from like the nearby uh casinos which in austin that's not really nearby i guess there's windstar that's sort of like an hour outside of dallas but it's just kind of the way these things happen um eventually there's just people that want to play poker they you know Take a look at how the laws are written, and they they fit in this membership uh, setup. That's the way this thing runs. This Texas card house. You pay, I think, fifteen dollars when you walk in, and then the rake is in the form of a uh, ten dollars membership per hour, which you pay on your way out.
0: So, so in- you pay for the number of hours you were there, ten dollars yeah. an hour. And so then, what happens during the game?
1: You post blinds. Yeah, you put all the chips and like betting is all the same, except they just yeah. don't rake anything off of the table.
0: Okay, so then the the pot is like exactly as it was, and then at the end of the day, at the end of the night, you pay your fifty dollars or sixty dollars, whatever, how many hours you were there.
1: Exactly, and you can't tip the dealers either. It's like some other Ah. weird rule or law or something. So they have like a tip jar on the way out, um, you know, like by the cage or whatever, which you can contribute to.
0: Oh, so but in Las Vegas or anywhere else, do the dealers share tips or? Does everybody get to keep their own?
1: Uh, In most poker rooms, everyone keeps their own. I think like on the casino floor, that's more a regular thing where uh, dealers share the tips. But in most poker rooms, they keep them.
0: Okay. So I wanted to uh, circle back. Let's talk about my article that I sent you last week. So I read an article in the New York Times about a couple that I think they were married for a long time. They didn't say exactly how many years. Uh, or I am forgetting how many years they were married, but they never fought, and then they just got a divorce. So all their neighbors were very surprised that this couple was now divorced because they never sort of saw anything or heard anything from them. And the lady who wrote it, obviously she's, you know, was part of the marriage, was just saying how they never got to a place that they got really angry at each other and they didn't ever fight about stuff. So my question to you, I guess, was, should we fight more?
1: Uh, Well, I guess it depends. Yeah, it depends on like how often we do fight. Because it sounds sounds like that couple never really fought ever, like once. So I feel like we have a fight like what? Like once every six months or something, once a year, somewhere in that range.
0: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Should we fight more? Perhaps there are issues. Uh, my headmistress used to say issues. I was like, okay. what issues <laughs> girls? We have some issues. Um, are the issues that we are not talking about? It made me wonder, right? I mean, there's so, there's so much. And I think for the most part, you want to keep your life as non-volatile as possible because you can actually do stuff and deal with the world you don't want to like deal with the world and then come home and still have to deal with home but I wonder if non-volatility can lead to that sort of resentment because eventually you're like oh Andrew's job is so stressful or Boosie's job is so stressful let me not bring this up today and then it's another day and another day and another day and then it's like 10 years and then
1: i think we do actually like a like a very good job about communicating our uh displeasures and our wants and needs to each other i'm pretty sure we've in fact i'm very sure that we've communicated to each other uh a lot more often and effectively than any of my previous relationships and uh i yeah i think probably it's like you never have any fights that's probably pretty weird but i don't think we never have fights
0: and you don't think they should increase in frequency? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think fighting is the only way to to gauge the health and the communication. I think you can communicate along the way uh, before it gets to like massive frustrations. Can't you?
0: I think that's what we've done. But I also, you know... So you don't know everything and I can only go on like the limited knowledge of this relationship at this time, right? For the health of this relationship. yeah. So I guess maybe what I'm asking is that we, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but like go inside yourself and see if maybe there's like, some resentments that you have that might need to be it. Like it doesn't have to be a full blown fight, but obviously maybe talked about so that, you know, it doesn't like build.
1: Yeah. I don't know. know
0: You're more fight averse than I am. And I'm not like very confrontational as it is like with you. It seems easier because you're even less so than I am. Right. But if I was with somebody else who was a lot more confrontational, I probably wouldn't be.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely not confrontational. I wonder if that's like why I'm not like playing high-stakes poker by now.
0: That's, <laughs> that's, beside,
1: that's besides the point.
0: I think that's very different to aggression because I feel like you are aggressive at the poker table more so than you are in other situations. But maybe, um, yeah, I guess I don't so. Know, from the times I've seen you play poker, I was like, uh, who is this person? <laughs> Hello <laughs> i'm uh,
1: an aggressive driver,
0: yeah, and you are an aggressive driver. that's very true, but you see all those are nonverbal as well,
1: yeah, that's true, yeah, I don't think like I don't think as a kid, I don't think uh verbal communication was i mean when it comes to this sort of verbal communication, I don't think it was the strong suit that my parents uh passed on to me, I'm pretty sure it wasn't, so that's been like a learning process for me and um it continues to be i think so but i still think like even like this conversation itself i don't think the majority of couples have
0: like whether you should fight more or whether you think there's you know
1: all of it like yeah whether you should fight more uh like how confrontational and like communicative you are with each other i just don't think it happens like hardly ever these sorts of conversations and i think that's probably why like the divorce rate is so high
0: But you see, also, I think it's not for only couples. Mm. It's for all relationships, too, which I don't think we do enough of. Uh, I think, to myself, relationships that, you know, like friends who just no longer friends or friendships that, obviously, friendships will change, even though you might be like the best communicator or they'll end, but some might have been better relationships or could be better relationships if we were more honest and communicated what we, what we wanted. Is that right? Because I think sort of it's easy to just fall into me making room for you and you making room for me and not expressing your actual desire.
1: No, I just think like, especially guys, I think guys are just terrible at uh, communicating in general amongst each other and with their counterparts, their female counterparts as well. Generally speaking, I don't think that was like the the main focus of our uh, teachings as like growing up, you know?
0: Yeah, but I mean, I think even like evolutionary, if you think about going to hunt for an animal, you were like high alert and were just wanting to get the job done and hunter to gather a woman. You needed to tell each other that, hey, that berry is gonna kill you. So it was a lot more, you know, chatty versus the guys probably. And so you need to cultivate that because it's it's not inherent. You know, as women, maybe you need to become more assertive um, and more direct. Cause that's not really how we were taught, you know, and like just talking for myself, you know, like I had to learn, I need to, you know, speak up for myself and say what it is that I need. And sometimes I don't do it very well, but I wonder.
1: I wonder. (laughs) I don't think we uh, need to fight more often though. I'm good.
0: (laughs) You don't want to have a fight once a month. We can just like schedule it in in the calendar. No, just, because I
1: think that would just be, like, forced, like, bickering. I don't think that would be very legit. I don't think that would be a good idea. I'm good. Well, Thanks.
0: I mean, I think that we could, I guess we have the podcast, but, well, we could just go on a date sometime, and then we could <laughs> have a conversation. But sometimes, <laughs> yeah. like, you don't want to talk about serious stuff on a date, because you just want to have fun on your date. So I think it's also important to, like, sit and talk about serious things. You know, like when do you have children? When do you buy a starter home? When do you sell your starter home? You know?
1: All the above is as soon as possible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's all I had for you.
1: So do you want to fight more or what?
0: I think...
1: How dare you? What's wrong with you?
0: (laughs) No, I definitely don't want to fight more, but I do want to know how people I'm in relationship with feel, especially.
1: How many people you have a relationship
0: with? Everybody's got multiple relationships, but specifically our relationship, I want you to know where you are, like where you stand. And I want you to be clear like where I stand, right? Because sometimes I think we might talk about an issue and then there's no resolution and then we move on. And sometimes there's no resolution at that time, but, like, those issues maybe circle back to, sometimes. Uh-huh. Because you're not good at circling back, I must say.
1: No, probably not. But if you just do the circling back, I'll I'll participate. How about that?
0: No, but why is it all the responsibility on me? It's like I'm not the only one. Like, if you don't want to have a successful relationship, then... I cannot circle back and then maybe it's something that does become a resentment. You know what I mean? Like I don't think it's only on one party to take the responsibility to do all the checkup.
1: Okay. I'll try.
0: Oh, that's not very enthusiastic.
1: Yeah. I don't know why it's like difficult for me to like rebring something back up. I don't know. I guess it's just for some reason, Like, feels like opening up an old wound or something, or just acknowledging it, but surely shouldn't be that way.
0: Yeah, I guess it's just how you frame it because if there hasn't been resolution or something is recurring, then you should bring it up again. Well, I guess it's like saying to you that I don't mind if you, like, if you said something to me once and I forget and then you bring it up again to remind me, then that's fine because I sure will, you know. But also, like, you have to take that responsibility as well because, yeah, just saying.
1: I don't know. I got a lot on my plate.
0: I know. But still, like, if you don't want a just relationship, kidding. then that's I'm just fine. Kidding. But- I'm kidding. You're <laughs> <laughs> such a brat.
1: All right. It's getting deep and long. Better uh, move on.
0: Okay. Let's see. Do we have some listener feedback?
1: I want to give a shout out to Brendan, um, who was at the Texas Card House last night. I mean, he brought up the podcast, said he uh, gets the, I don't know what he said, but he definitely listens to it. And uh, yeah, he likes all the, I think he likes a couple different aspects, the relationship stuff and the listener feedback, actually. He likes listening to listener feedback.
0: Nice. Shout out to Brendan. Oh, is Brendan the one who won in, in Reno?
1: Yes, exactly. That's what he brought up as well. Shout
0: out, Brandon! I remember Brandon very well. I was at—I was railing him on the final table.
1: Yeah, that's what he said. He said, "You're good luck." Oh, no wonder I have lost a lot of money last night.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm good luck for you too, if you just take my luck.
1: No, you needed to be there.
0: Oh, I had to be there.
1: At least in the same city. Like I'm just out there on the road I'm <laughs> by myself.
0: Um, okay, we have an email from Laudo and who says, hi guys, huge fan of your podcast and blog. I'm fairly new to the, to the dawn, so still getting caught up on the vlogs, and I recently caught up with the podcast. I find you guys hilarious and very entertaining. I especially appreciate the positive, good vibes contest, content. Thank you, Laudo. Uh, and he says, I have a suggestion for a topic on towels. Do you think it's possible to find someone attractive, but not be attracted to them physically or personality?
1: I mean, I guess the question is for me, it would be, does he mean what most people consider attractive or is he saying, can someone be attractive to some people, but not to others?
0: No, baby. Okay. So. (laughs) <laughs> so what Lawoodo was saying is Can you find somebody Attractive but not be attracted to them Like for instance I think Idris Elba is Very attractive I don't want his problems I don't want his <laughs> life I don't want anything to do with Idris Elba But I think he's very attractive So yes, I think you can absolutely find somebody attractive But not be Attracted to them
1: Uh yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure it works that way for me. <laughs> I don't understand. I guess I don't really understand.
0: But like not a celebrity, right? So cuz celebrities are even like further out. So maybe somebody say you see somebody at the poker room. Very awesome. attractive lady. Okay? Or at the casino, whatever. Very attractive lady. Could sure. you say you can acknowledge their attractiveness, but not be attracted to them.
1: I'm, I'm a pretty visual kind of person.
0: Okay. All right. Well, there you go, Laura. I disagree. <laughs> I think you can absolutely find somebody very attractive, but not be attracted to them. Because it also depends on where you go with your attraction. I future pace right? So if I go, oh, you're so handsome, so beautiful, what could our life be? And then as soon as I start down that path, I'm like, no, thank you. Don't want none of that. I already got more than enough on my plate. So, Laudo, I agree with you. I think you can have somebody who is attractive, but not, oh, and you find yourself not attracted to them. um, Andrew, on the other hand, thinks that you can't do that. Is that right?
1: I'm that way with guys. <laughs> <laughs> I can very easily recognize a very handsome fellow, <laughs> and not not be attracted to him in the least.
0: <laughs> but not with girls. All girls are free game. It's just like you're attractive, you're attractive, you're attractive, you're attractive.
1: <laughs> a little bit tougher for girls for me. Sorry. Mm. Okay,
0: um, I think that's all we have time for in this episode of TELS Podcast. We are back. Are we going for another 52 episodes of TELS Podcast? Guaranteed. Okay, you heard it here first. Okay, happy um,
1: anniversary, baby.
0: Happy first anniversary to the TELS Podcast. So now that we've been around for a while, tell all your friends that they can come hang out, check us out. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, tellspodcast.com. Uh, pretty much anywhere you find your podcasts, except Spotify just yet. And we will see you next week. And I think next week, Andrew will be sitting beside me. Pretty sure. Maybe. If he's not attracted to somebody else, then
1: <laughs> No, I can very well control it, by the way. It's not like, these are, <laughs> aren't going to get weird. It's just, just how it is, just how life is.
0: All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. And I hope we didn't lose any people since <laughs> you we know, heard some feelings since we couldn't record last week. And we'll see you next week. Bye.
1: Bye.